Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm. Hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. Psalm 41 awaits. Yes, sir. This is a special day, Tuesday, June 8th. Why is that so special? Special because today is my 20th anniversary. And you're here recording a podcast? Let's keep that podcast magic alive. We got to do that. We can't, <laughs> can't take a day off. No days off. But I do want to uh, wish my lovely wife, Julie, a happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for putting up with Andrew for all these years. All these years. I mean, it's only been five for me, and it's just... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I know. She's special. <laughs> Psalm 41. So, Psalm 41 from the New King James Version. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sickbed. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil of me. When will he die and his name perish? And if he comes to see me, he speaks lies. His heart gathers iniquity to itself. When he goes out, he tells it. All who hate me whisper together against me. Against me they devise my hurt. An evil disease, they say, clings to him. And now that he lies down, he will rise up no more. Even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you are well pleased with me because my enemy does not triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity and set me before your face forever." Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. That's probably how we'll end this reading every time. It just, once it says it, you got to repeat gotta it. You got to say it again. It's <laughs> amen so and amen. Natural. Truly and truly. Verily and verily. Now, I noticed, uh, go, could, do me a yes. favor. Go yes, back yes, yes. to verse four. Read that from the New King James. You bet. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Mm. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. And verse 10. Verse 10. But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repay them. The English Standard Version uses the word gracious instead of merciful in those two verses. I saw that in the New American Standard also says gracious. But these... these um, well, we, we find David's request here. So yesterday, mm -hmm. if if what you and I are saying is correct about this psalm... That it's really a blessing directed toward God as opposed to people who help the poor. Yeah, that instead of yeah, instead of people who which help is, the poor are going to be blessed, say, and so look, here's how God's going to treat them, which all of that is true, that this psalm to us seems to be more about, God, you're amazing because this is how you treat people, and now we have the request based on that. And the request is not based on how wonderful David has been at treating the poor. The request is based on how wonderful God is because he's the one that treats the poor, the weak, the needy, the powerless, the helpless in this way. David has confidence that God will respond to him. And so now he makes his request. And so the, the blessing is because the Lord treats them with grace, because the Lord treats them with 
mercy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how he deals with the powerless, the helpless, the weak, the poor, the needy. And so David feels confident that he can make his request, Lord, be merciful to me. Mm-hmm. Lord, be gracious to me. And we do find in this second section of the psalm an inclusio. Okay. The the section begins with, Lord, be merciful to me, and ends in verse 10 with, but you, O Lord, be merciful to me, or be gracious to me. Raise me up. Heal me. I was just going to say it. When, when you're reading these phrases, Lord, be merciful to me, I just, I always, I always hear the Lord's uh, parable about the... Um, publican and the and the Pharisee when they go and to pray that the that the uh, tax collector the publican he would he would not even look up to heaven but he just beat his breast Lord be merciful to me a sinner Lord be merciful to me a sinner and that was the fellow who went down to his house justified and I see that echoed here in this psalm in verse four that's what David's praying uh, be merciful to me heal my soul I, be merciful to me heal my soul I have sinned be merciful to me, a sinner. It is the same prayer. And, and who knows, perhaps that's where Jesus is anchoring that prayer. And if so, his recognition that David was a whole lot more like the tax collector than he was the Pharisees. And the Pharisees might need to recognize that, especially when we tie it together with Jesus' claim, I've come to call sinners, not the righteous. Mm. The doctor comes to work with the sick, not the well. Yeah. And the doctor doesn't get to work with sick people who think they're well because because no. what do those people not do yeah they don't ever go see a doctor they don't, they go don't see ask. the doctor they don't go see the doctor they now do. here's a very interesting thing i'm sometimes the person who knows something is not right mm. but i don't want to go see the doctor anyway because i am afraid what he might find is really wrong i, I just, i'd rather it just be oh you know hey my knee just hurts than go to the doctor and find out oh yes because you have a cancerous tumor growing in your knee uh-huh. <laughs> that's yeah so here's yeah. why i bring that up not just to try to be silly but because mm-hmm. sometimes we know there's something not right mm-hmm. but we don't want to go to the great physician because it's it's hard to seek mercy and grace from the great physician. I think there's a couple of things that make it hard, that make it difficult, that cause me, okay. cause me to push back sometimes. Namely, when I'm just aware, when I am painfully aware of how sinful I am, it's difficult to go seek mercy and grace because I know I don't deserve it. Uh, like Peter, when the Lord had told him to cast his net on the side of the boat and he brought in all the fish and, and, and Peter was so humbled, he wanted the Lord to go away from him because I am a sinful man. I'm a sinner. I, I don't deserve I don't this. deserve it. I shouldn't be near you. And and I therefore have no right to even remotely ask for this. It's, it's, it's like there's a part of me in my mind thinks that it's wrong for me to ask for this grace and this mercy and this healing and this help because I don't deserve it. it it's, it's, it's fundamentally against the way everything should work for me to turn to the Lord and ask for this. But, it, I mean, but isn't that the, the, the challenge of understanding grace or mercy that really, no, we're not deserving and we're never going to deserve? I mean, I'm not sure how we get past that, but I mean, that that's the tension where we live. I don't feel like I'm worthy. Because I'm not worthy. That's exactly <laughs> right. That is exactly now right. Now that I understand I'm not worthy, may I have mercy? <laughs> yes. And that's exactly the place that we're supposed to be getting on this. And it's, it is so 
hard and so difficult. I, I think the second reason is just when, when others are reminding me of my sin. It's hard to go to the Lord and seek mercy and grace when I'm not finding it from anyone else. Boy, David sure seems to be contemplating that in this psalm. Here are the enemies again, and they are just piling on. And I don't know if they're taunting him about his sickness or you know, saying it's come from a, a curse or a demon or something like this, but they're just making everything worse. Yeah, it's, it's punishment. He's dying. He's not going to get up. And when that's being piled on, it's hard to go and seek mercy and grace. And I think maybe there it becomes hard, not because I'm thinking I don't deserve it, but because I'm thinking whether I deserved it or not, I'm not getting it here. Why would I get it there? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I'm not getting it from the people around me. Why would I get it from God? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by the way, that probably tells us why we should be forgiving of people because when we when we demonstrate that kind of grace, they can believe they'll receive it from God. Well, when I come back to the beginning of the psalm and the 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 beatitude or the blessing there, and we were talking about in our reading of it, we see this as a blessing of God. Be that as it may, as we are mindful of those who are helpless and weak around us to lift them up, we are being like our God. We're being like our Father and reflecting Him to them. And that is so important. A third reason that I find it hard, and this is me, so let me let me share this with you, and I don't know if you've experienced this thought or this feeling, Andrew, but for me, I know it's difficult for me to seek mercy and grace because there's that first one that, well, I don't deserve it, but then there's this kind of other one that almost seems like the opposite of it. It's that, I mean, I'll just be honest with you, I push back, I don't want mercy and grace. I don't want handouts. I don't want charity. What I want is to prove that I do deserve this. And so oftentimes, rather than seeking mercy and grace, being the tax Mm -hmm. collector that says, I've got nothing, all I can do is ask for mercy. What I want to do is rather ask for patience. Lord, be patient with me. I'll prove to you that I deserve this. And when you've been patient with me for a while and I've proved I'm actually better than this sin, then you can go ahead and forgive me for that sin. Mm. And, and that, and so that, that really makes it hard for me to reach out and just lay myself out before God and say, I get it. I got nothing. I've got nothing to offer you. It's all about you. It's all about the fact that you're the one who considers the poor and the merciful. It's not about me. It's, and and that's just hard for me. Even as I process that, I, I still see it in a way of this request for grace, because even if you're asking for more time and more strength, he he's not not required to give any of that to you. It's it's still a grace. Oh, sure. Yeah. We, we find ourselves in a situation where we just it's it's his grace or it's nothing. I mean, that's the truth. That so so we've got I think some of these difficulties that uh, that push back. But now, okay, so we're talking about grace and mercy, but I noticed something else in this psalm that I think is interesting because on that hand, what we've actually recognized is that salvation, forgiveness is unearned. Right. I cannot earn salvation. Mm-hmm. Yet, at the end of this psalm, even David himself, and he says something very similar back in Psalm 26 and verse 11, but in, in this psalm, he, he gets to the point in verse 12, but you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. So The appeal to integrity? Yeah. So yeah. while we have a salvation that is unearned, it is not a salvation that is granted while I am dismissing God's law. Yes, it's been said that grace is the power to overcome sin, not the permission to live in sin. 
not the permission to persist in sin. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think that's the problem. Sometimes we view grace as nothing more than the thing that forgives me. But grace is actually more encompassing than that. It's not only the forgiveness, but it is the power to then go on and walk in integrity by relying on God. And so David here demonstrates on both sides of this, he needs grace. He can't earn it. He can't Mm -hmm. work his way Mm -hmm. out of this. Even if he does start walking in integrity, he has not earned the forgiveness of these past sins. But at the same time, he understands receiving the grace of the Lord is not something that sets me free and gives me permission to walk without integrity. He says, I, I understand this this um, togetherness. I understand mm-hmm. this collaboration, mm-hmm. this cooperation that God and man has as we walk in this life. And we see that unearned, mm-hmm. but, there, but hey, I've... I, I've got to meet this condition. I've got to be this kind of person who is learning and growing and relying on God. And here we find David saying that in Psalm 41. As he blesses God for being the God who delivers the mercy and the grace, God is good. Yes. Well, I appreciate so much the conversation today from Psalm 41. Looking forward to another one tomorrow. Let us know what you're learning from the Psalms. If you would write us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, we'd love to read that. Uh, Edwin, would you lead us in a word of prayer? Holy God, gracious God, merciful God, thank you for being the one who considers the poor and the needy, the weak, the powerless, and the helpless. Thank you for being the one who hears our pleas and our cries, who does not wait until we earn because we never could, who hears us when we cry out and seek your mercy and grace, when we lay ourselves out before you, understanding that we have nothing we can offer you. Thank you for being that God. Lord God, give us the power and the strength to, by your mercy and grace, walk in integrity. Help us to be people who understand that your forgiveness and your mercy and grace are not permission to sin, but are the power to overcome sin. And may we have that power. Lord God, we know that because of you, we can rise up on wings like eagles. We can run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. Not because of us, but because of you, Lord God, who are so great. We love you, Father. Thank you for loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Psalm 41 awaits. This is a special day. This is Tuesday, January the 8th. and January the 8th? Yeah, there's yes. It's it's been said that uh the it it's it's been it's been said that um um I messed up my porky pig audition, I'll tell you that. Blew it.
you might begin with, yes, it's been said. <laughs> okay, we'll start with that. I mean, if you remember what's been said. <laughs> well, now I don't remember how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my train of thought. <laughs>